Good morning, everyone. My name is Alan, and this is episode number six of Reflected. One never expects the Trichunk. So today I wanted to talk about some things that you may run into um, on your local repeater. Um, and the more people you have on your local repeater, the more likely you are to experience this sort of phenomenon. It's a bit of a pet peeve of mine, if I'm honest. Um, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Let's start with explaining what a kerchunk is. <laughs> so, uh, a kerchunk is someone who, um, you know, is on the repeater frequency, the, re the repeater channel, and just pushes and releases the PTT button on their radio uh, just to see if the repeater wakes up and you get the squelch trail. And a lot of times, uh, most have most hams have it set up to, to auto ID. And then some worst case scenarios, they have it, it's a voice ID -er, and it has to then explain to you what the temperature is and the output final amplifier transmission is and the wind direction, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it's got to transmit its life story, which is exceedingly annoying. Um, voice ideas and that kind of stuff. I mean, just should just should not exist. Um, they're just a massive waste of time. Um, and then they don't say anything. These they're, they're kerchunkers. They just kerchunk it. Ah, hey, the repeater's still there. Radio's working, and that's it. Um, I guess I don't understand that behavior. Um, if you're going to go through all the efforts of chunk the, I mean you're already pushing the button I mean you're already there just say you know you, for example you push the button in zero ZFG testing and that's it that's all you got to say you're still going to hear the repeater come back to you so you know it's working and everybody out there knows that someone's just tested the repeater um, if you just chunk it well then maybe there's something wrong with the repeater, repeater. it's um, maybe it's picking up some some interference or whatever especially if it doesn't have a PL tone on the input or if it's not digital or something so you're going to run into that a lot, um, especially in my area. Um, in my area, uh, the kerchunking got so bad. I mean, it was absolutely terrible, absolutely terrible. Uh, the kerchunking would go on over top of other, other people talking. Um, and that went on for months, months. I mean, it was just, and then the, so it, <laughs> Uh, it's funny now cause you know, looking back on it, uh, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But I mean, at the time it really wasn't funny. Um, but this kerchunking was just like nonstop, just kerchunk, 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 kerchunk for, and it would go on for, for, I mean, little hours. It would, <laughs> it would do that. And, oh my goodness. Um, so, I mean, what do you do in that situation? Well, um, if we were up to me, I guess I would have started doing direction finding, um, you know, to see if you can kind of pinpoint from where this interference is coming. Um, but also probably at the same time, I would have either changed the PL tone uh, on the repeater uh, or something like that, or, you know, temporarily take it offline or, or whatever. Um, on, you know, first and foremost, I would have changed the PL tone, right? Um, so, and, and, uh, you know, like the Peter, the repeaters I run have, you know, we have, I have a, a web-based access to them so I can just log into them and change it and be done with it. You know, it takes me less than five minutes. So, um, 
you know, and then, then of course you, you know, you share that change uh, with the local club. Um, so, you know, you can kind of weed that stuff out like that. Um, or you can do direction finding, uh, a direction finding is a bit of a skill though. And you got to put some time and effort into it. Uh, especially if you're in a city, you know, cause you can get a lot of reflections in a city off buildings and, and, uh, et cetera, et cetera, you know, especially depending on where the antenna is at, how high the antenna is and, and, uh, whatever else. So direction finding can be a, a real skill. And, uh, unfortunately due to the nature of a chunk, it's a very short transmission. So you have a very short amount of time to get a, an accurate, uh, an accurate heading. Um, there's some digital, uh, there's some, uh, electronics, more automated solutions for direction finding that will give you uh, a heading, uh, pretty instantaneously. It has a four antenna array that mounts to the top of your vehicle. And, uh, that can be pretty, pretty successful in tracking down uh, this sort of thing. And then, you know, but then what do you do once you get a, you know, a fix on where this stuff is coming from? Um, you gotta go confront the guy and, or gal or whatever it is, assuming it's a person, you know, it could just be interference too. You never know. Um, I don't know. Maybe you can hear my furnace is started up in the background, but whatever we're going to continue so um kerchunking yeah just just don't do it just don't do it if you want to make sure the repeater works just pick up your mic push the button and say you know insert call sign here testing you know in zero zft testing that's all you got to do um the only that can be kind of a double-edged sword too because you're going to get the the odd ham on the other end that's going to come back sounds good or something like that or they're going to you know or whatever then they're going to want to strike up a conversation or maybe you're in the middle of a troubleshooting session and you really don't have time to talk to somebody you just want to make sure the thing worked it can become a whole thing uh but you know just remember be be polite sometimes having somebody on the other end listening to this giving you a signal report that could be helpful uh depending on their level of expertise um you know um you know, my favorite is you're, you're full quiet into the repeater. Okay. Well, uh, unless you're sitting right on top of that repeater, uh, and you're really never going to achieve full quiet. I mean, um, <laughs> just not, uh, you're always going to have some sort of, you know, some hissing in the background and stuff like that. Or someone's going to say, speaking hissing, yeah, there's some minor bacon fry going on. It's like, Oh my goodness. Oh, well, you mean hissing, right? Right. You don't mean bacon fry. You mean hissing. Anyway, I'm being a bit pedantic there. Whatever. Uh, <coughs> um, so you're gonna get the you're gonna get the kerchunker. Um, <laughs> you're also you're also going to run into people um, who will tie up the repeater for hours having a conversation, right? And so they're gonna be going at it for hours. Um, they don't leave a break uh, to see if anybody else needs to use the repeater. They're just gonna keep going, and then. An hour and a half into this conversation, they're going to start talking inevitably. Okay, they're going to say this. Um, uh, yeah, you're you're sounding pretty good. I can hear you on the input to the repeater, so you're you're getting out there. <sighs> so basically, what they've said is uh, they're close enough to each other to use a simplex channel, uh, but they want to be on the repeater, uh, so the rest of the community can hear their multi-hour conversation right uh that's just bad form i mean really uh if you can make your conversation happy over happen over simplex uh, that's what you should do um 
you know, there's nothing wrong with getting on the repeater, uh, calling the person you want to talk to, and uh, and uh, you know, if you discover that you're close enough to each other, you know, through conversation, say, oh well, you know, we can probably make it make this simplex. Let's switch over to five two or something like that, and then you know, you guys just go bugger off to simplex five two, you know, one forty six five two zero, and carry on your conversation there. Um, if you can't make it through simplex, that's fine. You know, you can still use a repeater. And I don't even necessarily have a problem with uh, carrying on hour-long conversations. It's just every few minutes you should leave a pause, you know, in your conversation. Uh, you know, that the other person ends their, their statement, their sentence, or whatever. They unkey. Before you key, uh, just wait a couple seconds. And then start talking. Just to see if someone's going to, you know, key up and say break or something like that or contact or whatever they... Uh, whatever the local agreement is that you say or whatever you want to say to to break into a conversation. Uh, you know, it's not that hard. It's just being courteous to the uh, fellow fellow users uh, of the of the radio system. Um, man, uh, by and large, I think uh, you're going to run into a lot of good behavior on the air. Um, you're certainly going to run into some not so good behavior. Um, you know, you're probably going to hear some some foul language and stuff like that. Um, oh man, ten code. Man, if you want to start a holy war, start using ten code on a repeater. I mean, personally, I don't have an issue with it. I am more comfortable with ten code than I am Q code. And realistically, on a VHF repeater or a UHF repeater. Uh, or digital repeater, uh, Q code has no place. It, it really doesn't. Even on HF, I can't stand Q code. I mean, you know, it's what is it? It's 2023. We don't need Q code anymore. Just, just don't. Um, <laughs> so that's going to trigger some people. I know it. Um, but 10 code, I don't have a problem with 10 code. Uh, I use 10 code all the time as a first responder. Um, you know, it's a nationally recognized uh, form of communication. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, I think uh, a lot of hams get a bit, I don't know, pretentious about that. You know, 10 code, that's for, that's for the old Charlie, Charlie Bravos. You know, that's for the CBers or whatever. Who cares? So what? So what if the CBers use it? Uh, most of us came from CB anyway. So uh, it's, not, it's not even like it's a big deal. So whatever. Go ahead and use your 10 code. I love 10 code. Um <laughs> Yeah, he was taking a 10-100. Well, it's better than a 10-200. So, anyway. Um, so, what can you do uh, in these in these instances? You know, if you're uh, if you're hearing bad operating on the air, you know, what do you do? Well, unfortunately, there's not much you can do, right? Some people may choose to publicly berate them over the air. You know, it's not really my style. Um you know, typically what I do is I just switch to a different repeater uh, if you have that luxury. Um, if not, put your own repeater on the air. Again, if you have if you have the means to do so, go ahead and do it. You know, like uh, for example, you know I have a, um, uh, a P25 system on the air, um, which is by special special access only. So, um, uh, which I might point out is in the business band. So, <laughs> before everybody freaks out that oh you can't have you know. Uh, access only stuff on amateur radio band that's not ham radio I don't know it gets kind of gray there but 
you know, to each his own. Um, so to avoid that, I just put it on the business band. You know, it doesn't cost that much to license a frequency pair from the FCC and then, you know, do whatever you want. So, well, I mean, not do whatever you want. You got to comply with part 90, but you know, whatever. It's easy. <laughs> and a lot less painless, I might add. Uh, d now, this is dependent upon your area, right? I mean, if you've got a fantastic ham community in your area and everyone gets along and everything just seems to float, there's no need for this kind of stuff, right? It just so happens that in my area, it's more conducive to just kind of doing your own thing, right? <laughs> it's, so, uh, I mean, it, it is what it is. Unfortunately, there's not much you can do about it other than change the channel in most cases, um, which is unfortunate because if you only have the one repeater in the area, you're kind of hosed at that point. And it's unfortunate because, you know, I've, I've known quite a few people who have wanted to get into ha amateur radio, you know, and they come over to my place and hang out for an evening and, you know, listen to what goes on and, and it kind of turns them off to it, you know, um, you know, uh, in large cases, there's just no, in large cases in my area, there's just nobody out there. Now you pick up the mic, mic and uh, um, and say something like um, N0ZFG. Is anyone out there? And you get nothing. Uh, and you repeat that a couple times. Nothing, nothing, nothing. No one comes back to you. So, you know, it is what it is. The other thing you run into is, uh, especially in my area, that turns hams off is, is the the poor coverage uh, of the the local ham repeaters. Um, you know, and it it's really kind of sad because it just it's just lack of maintenance is all it is. Um, I mean, there's one repeater site that's across the river from us uh, that gets maintained and it has fantastic coverage, fantastic coverage. Uh, there's one that's uh, uh, almost 50 miles away as the crow flies that gets uh, it's well maintained and it has phenomenal coverage. Um, but on you know, on the flip side, we've got repeaters that are you know, six miles away that you can't hear. So uh, it's frustrating, uh, especially when you find out that some of them are still running on, on tubes. You know, like I said, it's 2023. Uh, you shouldn't have tube-driven equipment uh, uh, on a what I would consider, you know, especially if you're using it for Skywarn, I would consider that, you know, somewhat mission critical, right? You shouldn't be using tube equipment in that instance. You know, you need to be using something solid state. It's more robust. It's been proven. Uh, you know, that uh, you don't have to. Oh man, don't get me started on disconnecting stuff during a storm. Oh boy. Uh, so anyway, yeah, there's been a lot of new hams that have been uh, kind of turned off by uh, the state of amateur radio in this area. Um, uh, there's also. Uh, on the flip side of it, there's also some new hams that have got into it because of the state it's in, because they want to, you know, improve things. They want to try and add to the community. I, man, I, that makes me happy. It really does. I love it when we get fresh, uh, fresh people, a fresh uh, perspective uh, into the hobby and who, who want to change things for the better. Uh, because, you know, when I got into it, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, unfortunately, I was a young a lot younger then, a lot more naive, uh, a lot more gung-ho, we'll say. Uh, I didn't want to wait for the bureaucracy and the red tape and et cetera, et cetera, especially uh, in this area, especially when you're dealing with a club, like a club-owned uh, piece of equipment. I mean, I think getting laws passed in Congress would be easier than getting something approved by a local ham club. Um, 
and well, I mean, your mileage may vary. Maybe your club is very proactive and very um, uh, forward thinking and embracing of the new technology and stuff like that. Um, but you know, there's there's a few out there that aren't. Um, like just bringing up PL tones um, instead of a carrier squelch. I mean, something that simple uh, can start this ridiculous argument uh, that just goes on and on and on about, well, you're going to exclude people who, who have older equipment that can't do PL tones. I'm like, who, who is still running equipment that can't do PL tones? Seriously. I mean, uh, World War II has been over for quite some time. Why are we still using equipment uh, that can't do PL tones? Um, like I said, it, it's 2023. Uh, the amount of RF noise that's floating around in the atmosphere, um, today is is unbelievable uh so the idea of trying to run a, a repeater with no pl tone to me is just asinine it really is uh you're gonna have so many nuisance squelch openings and you're you know in some cases you're gonna have to have the squelch set so high that you know, you're pretty much gonna have to be right on top of the repeater to open it up and uh that kind of stuff so you know do yourself a favor just put the pl tones on it uh yeah you're gonna exclude you know, less than maybe 1% of the community who doesn't have modern equipment. Um, but, I mean, seriously, you can go on eBay and buy a Bofang. They can do PL tones, in some cases, less than $10, right? And, uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't get that argument sometimes, why the anti-PL tone or the, the anti-progress or... I don't know, maybe it's just the area I'm in. I'm a bit jaded, I suppose, but anyway, I mean, try not to get discouraged in these instances. I mean, you got to see things from the other point of view as well. I mean, you're dealing with a club whose members are probably more senior, we'll say. Um, you know, they're, they're used to doing it their way for so long, and this is just how it's done traditionally. And in some cases, there's nothing wrong with traditional. Um, but on the other hand, if you know if you're going to be using things for Skywarn or or races or whatever, or, you know whatever, you know if you're going to deem this equipment mission critical, maybe you need to upgrade it to you know some more up to date, some more modern equipment uh, with the the features uh, that will allow you to do the more useful things. You know, for example, setting up your repeater um, with uh, I mean, you can even do this, even do this with PL tones, right? Uh, you can set your repeater up uh, so the voice communications happens with a PL tone, uh, transmit and receive. Um, but the ID of it, when the repeater goes to do the Morse ID, and it better be a Morse ID instead of a voice ID. When it goes to do the, the Morse ID, you can have that transmit without the PL tone. So the listeners who are using uh, their mobiles or portables that are waiting for that PL tone don't have to listen to this ID happen. You're still... Uh, SEC compliant because you're still transmitting the repeater ID. It just doesn't have the PL tone on it, so everyone doesn't have to listen to it, right? Um, especially if you're having an ID at like three to five words per minute, right? No one's got time for that. Especially if, you're, like I said, if you're using it for Skywarn or Racy's or some other emergency communication, you, you just don't have time to wait for a repeater to ID, especially the ridiculous voice ideas. Nobody has got time for that. Um, so, and that's just with PL tones, you can do that. I mean, once you, once you get into digital stuff, oh man, that gets a lot more fun. You know, you can do, uh, you know, group calls and private calls. Um, 
And so, you know, you can use a repeater and one portable can talk specifically to another, another portable and the whole group doesn't have to hear it, but you're not also tying up the repeater so everyone else can still use it. Oh man, it's, it's great stuff. It really is. Um, it makes the, the use of the, the equipment so much more seamless, so much more enjoyable. Um, you know, and a lot of the stuff can handle dual mode too. Like, you know, you can run a Quantar, motor a Quantar, you can do digital and analog. Um, so the people who still want to run the analog dinosaur stuff can still use it, you know, alongside the digital stuff. You know, you set your repeater up to, to if it receives an analog uh, transmission, it'll transmit in analog. If it receives digital, it'll transmit in digital, you know. Uh, these are things you can do now with modern equipment. Um, so, uh, I mean, it, it really is endless once you start modernizing this stuff. And that's what it's going to take to get, uh, you know, some fresh perspectives into the hobby we gotta we gotta upgrade you know we gotta modernize a little bit i'm not saying you gotta go you know spend you know 60 grand uh from mother moto for the latest and greatest uh, uh repeater dispatch system or something like that you know i'm not saying you gotta spend you know half a million dollars on a on a simulcast digital uh trunking system uh, i'm not saying that at all what i'm saying is uh, start buying equipment that's probably from the, you know, mid to late 2000s, you know, or 2010s. Uh, so, I mean, because a lot of the stuff like the Quantars are really coming down in price these days. You know, they're getting pretty long in the tooth themselves, you know, come to think of it. Uh, and they've got an amazing feature set. So, um, there's no reason to be sticking to the old stuff. Unless you, you know, I, I get it. Some people are really into that. That's what they want to do. You know, I myself love antique uh uh, shortwave radios, uh, or broadcast receivers, you know, Philco's and the like, and, you know, uh, that stuff has, has its place too. Um, there's nothing wrong with having an old tube driven piece of equipment on the air, uh, for nostalgia, but, um, I, I wouldn't want to put that in a situation where you need to rely on it in emergency communications, um, and, uh, and so on. So, uh, any, anyway, um, kind of it i guess <laughs> it's more of a rant i guess than a, a actual podcast episode um i guess i don't know if that was a positive and uplifting one or a negative and or whatever one i guess you can take it either way if you want um anyway i hope you enjoyed it um if not well i mean that's kind of on you. <laughs> I'm putting out the content I want to put out. So, I mean, whatever. Anyway, um, this is the reflected podcast. Uh, you can also, uh, find me on YouTube, uh, under the stand. I, my YouTube channel is called standing wave. You can check me out there. A lot of videos on, on, uh, Motorola gear and programming and et cetera, uh, stuff like that. So, uh, a lot of stuff that's geared towards the new ham currently. Um, so we're going to see where that takes us anyway. Uh, thank you for joining me on this, on this, uh, early morning rant. <laughs> uh, I hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, you get out there and make the best of it. Get on the air, make a new friend, you know, uh, especially on HF, man. You make, you make a whole lot of new friends. Make having the rag chew great again. You know, seriously, I, it's, it's so sad to get on HF and every, it's nothing but contests and parks on the air or, or volunteers on the air, or whatever, QSO parties. And it's like, bring back the rag chew. 
that's what HF is for, man. The rag to just hanging with your buddies on the air, uh, having a great conversation, making new friends. That's what it's about. That's what makes amateur radio fun for me is uh, meeting new people on the air. So hopefully I meet you on the air someday, you know, if you get your at least your your general ticket or even if you've got your tech ticket, maybe I'll meet you on 10 meters somewhere. So especially with this solar cycle, it's fantastic. Anyway, my name is Alan. Hope you have a great day. In zero, ZFG, out.